Well, hello everyone, and welcome once again to the Goodwill Meditation Group webinar. I'm Dominic Dibble from the London office of World Goodwill, and joining me today are Steve Nation from New York and Florian Harvey from Geneva. <clears throat> today is Wednesday the 24th of June, and we will be exploring the idea of world unity shortly in support of World Unity Week, which runs from June the 20th to June the 27th. After this introductory section, we'll be playing a pre-recorded interview with Dot Maver of the Silent Minute Initiative. Before that, <clears throat> for those new to this webinar, a brief explanation of the Goodwill Meditation Group. It's a worldwide group of people who link up each Wednesday at noon to meditate on goodwill. The group aims to stimulate and strengthen the goodwill that is expressed by humanity as a whole. Our webinar meets on the last Wednesday of each month and provides a platform for individuals to come together to use the goodwill meditation and to discuss our work. And we focus on the importance of goodwill, sometimes described as love in action, which exists in all human relationships that carry a note of loving intention. Goodwill is, in essence, the name we give to the potent energy of divine will as it is expressed through human relationship. This powerful energy overcomes all separating forces and has the potential to transform all aspects of our societies and the planet itself. The existence of goodwill is evidence of the link between humanity, the spiritual hierarchy, and the divine. Now, our regular listeners will know that at this point, we would normally move into our goodwill meditation, but we've decided for this webinar to leave that until the end of our broadcast. After the interview, there will also be the opportunity to share some reflections. And there are essentially two main ways of doing this. Either you can place some thoughts in the chat, which may then be read out, or if you click on the participants icon near the bottom of your screen, you should then be able to open a window that has an option to raise your hand. And once you do that, you can be unmuted and make your contribution. So now let's turn to the theme for today which is World Unity, inspired by World Unity Week. On their website, worldunityweek.org, the week is described as a celebration of our global unity, beginning with the mid-year solstice and winding towards the celebrations of the UN 75th anniversary. Key events include the UN International Day of Yoga, the launch of Purpose Earth and five days of open space offerings. There are a huge number of online events available covering topics as diverse as collective climate action, partnerships for peace, global governance, interfaith harmony, sustainable and regenerative development, human rights, disarmament, and other key elements of a new kind of future that we want to create. That's the end of quote. And as part of the week, Walga Will is very pleased to be offering a special webinar on Friday at 10 a.m. Uh, 
Eastern Daylight Time, and that's 3 p.m. British Summer Time. And hopefully there'll be more details of that in the chat and also on the slides at the end to give you the link for that meeting. Now, the ideal of recognizing our unity and consciousness and celebrating and planning for the many ways in which we can seek to practically express that unity is naturally in alignment with the vision of right relationships that goodwill creates. One potent symbol of unity is water. And today is being marked as World Unity Water Day, celebrating water as source, sustenance and unifier of all life. As part of the day, a proposal for a world water law is being presented. There is much more that one could say about water. There is the obvious spiritual symbolism connected with the incoming energies of Aquarius, the water carrier, which is so strongly linked with the theme of group service, which is what World Unity Week is expressing so beautifully. Also, World Goodwill devoted a newsletter to the theme of water some years ago and the amazing electrical properties of water receive attention in the Electric Universe section of the Lucis Trust website. As one might expect, the United Nations places a strong focus on water. UN Water is the coordinating body for the issue and over 30 UN agencies are members. SDG 6 concerns water and sanitation and the proposals of the World Water Law codes for a healthy earth suggest that water underlies all of the sustainable development goals. So now to reflect for a few minutes on the United Nations and world unity, I will pass you to Florian. Thank you, Dominic. Thank you. Thank you for this introduction. In the, in the Yoga Sutras of Patanjali, which is an ancient book or compilation on the discipline of union, we read, at least in uh, some translation, the term of uh, the central organ. The central organ is referred to as the heart, or the head, or sometimes something else, yet more abstract, pertaining to uh, spiritual philosophy. But essentially, um, these ideas are the same. It's a deepening of the same idea. Central readily means something for us, something that sometimes we uh, like, sometimes we frown upon. Uh, but on a good day, it should definitely evoke some idea of unity, central. The term organ evokes some ideas about the body. And, and we know how the sum total of our health rests on that of the organs. But prior to this, it meant an instrument, a musical instrument, that is. And I think it's rich for us to remind ourselves that an organ is an instrument. For it adds the idea of beauty to that of health. The UN is uh, such a, a central organ. It is an organ of humanity's body, an organ such as the heart, that has the potential to vitalize the various organs of the body, the, the, the various nations in this case. An organ such as the mind, which can fuse together the vastly different ideas on the basis of their common essences, common essence, and reformulate them coherently with respect to everyone's integrity and shared interest. 
we can't judge a book by its cover. And, and speaking in the context of the United Nations, it's not because we allocate a gigantic budget to any given organization that the people running it become free of their individual things. In, in other words, we are reminded about form and essence. And the idea that essence precedes and qualifies the form which it vitalizes. This in turn brings us to the point of discernment, which it seems good to ponder on uh, what is the quality behind our actions? What is the stream of living intention that vitalizes the manifestation of our work into the world? This is a question that we can reflect upon on our individual level, a question that we can reflect upon in our quality as a household member, a member of our community, of our nation, a member of the communities of nation. It's a central organ kind of question. And the vitality of this question has its roots deep within our sphere of, of consciousness. And is literally scaled up to humanity's greatest achievement. Achievements, large and small, to which we have the privilege and the responsibility to contribute in our minute, uh, perhaps holographic way. Goodwill. Goodwill could be discussed as the imposition of our highest uh, discernment into the horizontal field of the brotherly distribution of our efforts. Goodwill puts us in the crosshair of our hunt for unity and for the cessation of suffering, in which we have all embarked. Goodwill is an energy which nature is superior to that of the personal will. As such, it bridges our will with something that might, some might call a greater uh, transpersonal will. And as it does that, it opens the border of our isolated little self. It literally expands or thins the ensphering perception we have, or rather we cast onto the world. For that and more, this uh, natural resource Goodwill, that is the water of our common land, is the essential nourishment for our ideas. Ideas we contemplate individually are most infertile of the goodwill they carry. And similarly, the community of nations will enjoy contributing to one of the richest world experiments that humanity has created, provided it is done with the right attitudes in in this participation to the secret work of the United Nation. The secret work of the uniting of the nations. There is another uh, point of view which merits our attention, or perhaps rather the same point of view under a different light. Uh, it's often said that action speaks louder than words, and indeed we know too well how the greatest of ideas and most marvelous visions and miserably fail to manifest. And that not only negates the vision we entertain, but spoil the resources we weaved for that temporary aborted purpose. An underlying reason for this could be said to be the lack of integration between our mind, our emotions, and our activity. Opportunity for integration is similarly necessary on greater scales. 
The good news is that some of the recent activity of the UN tends to indicate the growth of this understanding. It is a conscious growth, I would argue, and not simply an occurrence. This opportunity for integration consists in enrolling, uh, evoking the interest of the civil society and not uh, remain simply on governmental level, uh, on a mental level, if you want an analogy. Looking at this in symbolic terms, the United Nations can form a coherent and desirable vision that represents the interest of all. It then has to integrate this idea within the minds and emotions of humanity. In such a way, it would succeed to manifest the vision through activity. And in the way that we can impose upon ourselves to do what is high and beautiful and good, so too can the UN forge the ideas resulting from recognition and plant these seeds of future common benefits within the moist and fertile land that we, the people, uh, represent. The UN increasingly does this by conveying information about its projects. It raises awareness about its functioning. It creates a perception change project and wants to measure its own success at being more transparent. Apparent to people like you and me, it welcomes visitors within its premises, host presentation to which the public is welcome. And nowadays, it even comes closer to us. It comes to our doorstep, really, through its willingness to use social media and through the creation of mobile phone apps by the means of which the UN becomes more interactive, proactive, lively, and serving. This is the, um, my sharing concerning the, the, the United Nations, and I believe that our next speaker will be Steve. Thank you, Florian. Thank you, thank you, Florian. Thank you, Dom. Um, it's interesting to think that at this time throughout this week, there are events like this. There are groups of people thinking creatively about human unity and synthesis in many, many, many different circles. We should always have that in mind. So, what about meditation? What's the link between meditation and this work we're discussing? We can think of meditation as focused heartfelt thought that seeks to penetrate to the essence of an idea or quality or principle. It's essentially the ability each one of us has to think for ourselves, to be really creative with mind, stepping back from all the impressions and thought forms, desires and instinctive responses that characterize the monkey mind. And we can also think of meditation in terms of all really serious creative thought in the sciences, in the professions, in the arts, in any field that absorbs the attention of the individual and where the individual creatively seeks to develop the mind. We can think of mind as having three primary levels through all these different traditions. What is the mind? 
there's obviously a, a, a sort of concrete form-centered mind, the, the, the mind that grows out of the brain. Then there is a level of mind, the loving mind. This is the mind that can be found within the soul or Buddha nature. It's sometimes referred to as the mind that is in Christ. And it's a quality of mind that is available and accessible to each one of us because it's the nature of mind. This loving mind reaches to a higher level into what's termed in the East as often as referred to as buddhi, um, the quality of the intuitive mind, where we have direct access to the ideas and principles as they exist in the mind of God. And then we might think of a higher level of abstraction, um, a higher mind where pure ideas exist as living beings, almost in the platonic sense, and the essence of goodness, beauty, and truth, as energies and qualities and notes, sounds. Meditation carried out as a disciplined practice over years and decades, and in a way we need to look at meditation like that, because we're training the, uh, the, the organ of mind, and it takes time. Meditation has the effect of purposefully bridging and integrating these three levels or elements of mind so that the individual meditator can increasingly become centered in a pool of quiet observation of the personality and of the world of human relationships, while at the same time developing and growing in the sensitivity to living ideas as fiery points of divine energy. From this point of detached mindfulness, one begins to develop the ability to work quietly and gently at the endless task of integrating these higher universal energy streams into one's own thought life, emotional life, and presence in the world. This is the real work of spirituality which is so alive now in so many different fields and circles. From this perspective, there is a natural alignment with the evolutionary thrust towards cooperation and harmony in all levels of relationship in the world. And for the spiritual seeker and the spiritual server, life becomes oriented towards serving this greater good. We're living in an age where we're learning to work increasingly in groups, purposeful group fields of mind and heart. At the core of every religion and every spiritual culture in today's world, there are groups of souls who have dedicated themselves to deep reflective meditative thought, entering into the core of the living essence that vivifies their particular stream of spiritual thought in the tradition that we come from, from World Goodwill, which is a tradition drawing on the, the sort of an element that came out of theosophy of a teaching by a writer called Alice Bailey. There's a suggestion that this group of profound thinkers can be thought of like as a world esoteric group, that group at the heart of all true paths of love and light. Group meditation, such as the simple goodwill meditation that we're going to be working with shortly, focuses the shared intention and orientation of every individual 
participant to create an organized, coherent field of mind and heart that invokes the higher energies of those presences and beings who, who are to be found in the realm of soul. This is the, the saints, the rishis, the, um, the ancestors, those sources, pools of thought that are purposefully pouring their energy into human consciousness and fueling this shift in movement transition into a restorative right relationships. So group meditation invokes those higher energies and at the same time imaginatively and creatively trains the group mind to notice the ways in which these energies are impacting human consciousness, incarnated consciousness, and transforming gently the relationships in the world. We tend to think of relationships so often in personal terms, but everything about being human is about relationship. Our relationships to our family and our intimate partners, to our community, but our relationship to our profession often to the discipline of where we study, to the things that we're enthusiastic about. All of these fields are where we have responsibility and ability to contribute to the process of evolution. So we're going to be working with a group meditation in this field. But before we do, we have a treat. We have uh, uh, this interview with Dot Maver, which was we pre-recorded a few, a few days ago because Dot's on another call, of course, right now. Um, Dot Maver was founding president and she's a board member and trustee of the National Peace Academy in USA. She's a co-founding board member of the Global Alliance for Ministries and Infrastructures of Peace. She was the founding executive director of the River Phoenix Center for Peacebuilding. She, for those who people in the, in the US, will, many will know of the work that Dennis Kucinich did in a campaign to become president in 2004 and Dot was his national campaign manager during this. Dot is a very good friend and a long-term associate of World Goodwill and we're delighted to welcome her. So Michael, if you want to um, take us into that interview, that would be lovely. Michael, I assume you want us to turn our videos off just now? So Dot, welcome here. We're very grateful for you to, uh, for taking the time to spend some time to talk with us. Just to um, make everything clear, we're recording this before the actual webinar. Um, and so by the time we play the webinar, some of the events that you're going to be talking about, I hope, will have already occurred. Um, the one of the many things that you've been involved with so closely in recent times is the Global Silent Minute. And it was a great joy for us in World of World to have you at the, at the event in, in New York to launch the first, um, this Global Silent Minute on December 21st. Uh, and the Silent Minute is, is taking off worldwide. I understand it's going to play a very central role in, in World Unity Week. Tell us a bit about that. 
Mm. Thank you, Steve. And as our hearts unite across distance and with all those who are listening to this World Goodwill Seminar, I want to say thank you on behalf of Global Silent Minute for that opportunity to broadcast from the New York Center. It was an amazing event that uh, empowered a planetary pause uh, to hit the reset button, so to speak. And when we talk about silence as the language of the heart and the voice of silence and silence as action, what has happened is many, many individuals and groups around the world have taken on this idea of utilizing silence to open meetings, to bring um, varied viewpoints, sometimes conflicting viewpoints, uh, into the silence together. And for World Unity Week, what is happening is we find ourselves with another opportunity on solstice. So it was the December solstice with you, now the June solstice. And for 24 hours, beginning soon, actually, relatively soon. So, uh, and this will have been last Saturday now. Uh, The indigenous communities from around the world uh, in a a wave will offer ceremony through World Unity Week. And then uh, towards the close of that, three hours after the exact moment of solstice at 8.44 p.m., Global Silent Minute is invited to host those indigenous leaders from around the world and representatives from the world religions into a sacred, silent, unitive minute. So that's one thing. And then we also are very involved in uh, World Water Day, which is today, uh, as this airs. (laughs) And in just a couple of hours... Uh, actually at 3.55 p.m. New York time, uh, we will offer a global silent minute uh, in support of water, the source of life, water of life poured forth for thirsty humanity. And there is the presentation of a uh, world water law proposal. And this Tuesday, which is now yesterday, uh, that we will have offered uh, with World Peace Prayer Society a global silent minute to activate the peace poles that are planted, the hundreds of thousands of them that are planted around the world. We did it for the USA last Friday, and now we will do it in a ceremony to activate the peace poles as acupuncture points around the world uh, for the will to love. Beautiful. Yeah, it's kind of amazing. And then I'll just take it one more step. We're also thinking about December. I mean, there are many other opportunities, but we're also thinking about the December solstice and really perceiving the goodness, the, the opportunity and impact of all of us coming together in this intentional exact same minute of silence, solstice to solstice, to solstice in this magnificent year 2020. I feel that we need a moment of silence just to <laughs> absorb that. Actually, uh, I went back and watched um, the 
festival week silence and it was, it was it's amazing that, that the quality of the silence that comes through the broadcast even though it's electronic even when we think of these things as maybe not being ideal but very potent even so even still and you know it's wonderful you having all these opportunities um i have something i wanted to ask you about what, what what do you see as the significance of this convergence of, of, of these many groups observing the week? What, what, what does it mean to you to see all these different groups coming together and, and marking these many different events to do with the UN, to do with water, to do with um, the solstice itself? What, what, does it, what do you see the, as the significance of this convergence? Mm, yeah, thank you for that question, Dominic. And I'm, I want to answer it in two ways and answer it. I don't know that I can, but offer a, a sharing in two ways. And the, the first, I will say, is that we are really, as humanity, awakening through the heart of humanity to the revelation of our time, oneness, by whatever language. So when we talk about uh, unity, through silence and silence as action. We are really talking about the realization, which might be one of the most esoteric words in the English language, but the realization of our blessed unity. So I think that's happening and that all of us are recognizing that the spirit of cooperation is much stronger than any of us uh, trying to own or protect or whatever uh, our individual groups, and, and everything's about sharing now. Uh, we're really landing these principles, which is very hopeful, right, for the, the future as, as, we, as we perceive the, the new era. Because I will say that uh, in my way of thinking, the bottom line purpose of God, of Sanat Kumara, is right relations throughout all of manifestation. So we are seeing that in action right now. But the second thing I'd like to share is what has settled in my heart. And Steve, you and I have spoken of this briefly. It's really touching me, Dominic, that on solstice, on this June solstice, indigenous leaders from around the world, representatives of world religions coming together from around the world. And we are looking at a merging, a union of the southern and northern hemispheres. That speaks to me of the ceremony and celebration that, um, that I perceive will be central to a world religion that will offer all of us the opportunity. I mean, uh, well, Kurt Johnson is offering beautiful pieces now on interspirituality. So we're seeing that everywhere on the planet. And that's what, I mean, that's what part of this week might be about, right? That we honor the solstices and the, those ceremonial days of the year that impact all of us that we all recognize that are not religiously affiliated. So that makes my heart sing. 
And one of the th- I agree with you, and I think it was particularly interesting. I looked up the International Day of the Celebration of the Solstice, and the emphasis it placed upon Indigenous rights. I thought was very interesting that they are making that close connection, and it's so it's one it's fantastic that you are weaving that into everything that you're doing, and that has been happening for World Unity Week. Mm. Yeah, and actually, um, I feel so much a part of World Unity Week. I'm not technically one of the organizers, and yet what's happening within this week and with these hundreds, hundreds of groups from around the world coming together, it might even be thousands by this point, and 17 convergence rooms and a main hall and all these ceremonies and a World Water Day, which is today, the 24th, it's just incredible the spirit of cooperation, as as I said earlier. So that so this is a celebration of our unity, and uh, regardless of outcome, right? Because we're not outcome oriented, and people are really getting that. They're staying in the moment, and they're staying enthusiastic. And my mo with that is enlightened enthusiasm. So. Yeah, it's really, it's, it's fun and it's deep and may it help us come together in um, pragmatic, practical ways, taking action on behalf of the greater good. Yeah, that's great, talking about pragmatic and ways and action. Uh, I think that's also something, although not many people will see it like that the, U- the un is trying to do as you will probably know world unity is is implicit in the idea of the united nations yes. however of course it faces opposition from political interest of individual uh, nation states particularly the more powerful ones uh, can we see ways in which the rise in visibility of unity consciousness within the global spiritual community can nurture and support the UN and its programs. The UN itself is sensing this rise and um, is seeking to cooperate with more, uh, with, it, with it rise more explicitly. One example which I can talk about here in Geneva is that the, the UN headquarters here launched a project which is called Perception Change Project. It helps to get a, a better perception of the UN itself in, in the population worldwide. Would you share some thoughts about that? Thank you, Minsa. Yes, and actually have been a bit aware of that and would love to hear you speak to that a little bit more as the Geneva office is so involved. I'm noting the three main areas of focus with that particular project. I would say, uh, in my way of thinking, the number one thing is change the narrative. And that that is, that is what needs to happen. So I'd like to take just a minute and say that the United Nations is central to everything uh, that we're doing, specifically the SDGs. And when we look at the founding of the UN, and, and uh, even if we go back to the League of Nations, what started to happen then on this planet is this shift in, uh, from an idea of peace through force 
to the realization of peace through development. And I always add diplomacy to that, but peace through development. And with the signing of the UN Charter, we landed that uh, to be realized more and more effectively and with more and more refinement and the, over these years. Now, it's 75 years, right? So we'll be mm -hmm. celebrating that at the end of World Unity Week. And in fact, later this summer, there will be a caravan that will go from Grace Cathedral in San Francisco in the U.S. all the way across the country, stopping at sacred sites and ending up uh, at the United Nations, and then and we'll celebrate the International Day of Peace. So there's a, there's a focus on the sustainable development goals within everything that all of us are doing. That be, being said, with this shift, we're still not great. Uh, humanity's not great across the board, never mind the United Nations, at not using force to achieve peace, which is indicative of the need to change the narrative from peace as the opposite of war or the absence of violence to a definition of peace from the Earth Charter or other places. And the one that, that we are using is uh, peace is living in right relationship with self, others, and all life. And sometimes we use the word harmonious, the term harmonious relationship. But it's this shift in narrative. So the, the final thing I'll say before you share a bit about that beautiful initiative that from Geneva um, has to do with the Green Hope Foundation. And this is uh, primarily youth, but it's youth and adults, but primarily youth in support of the sustainable development goals, uh, sustainability as a way of life. So we are seeing this globally now. Uh, and of course, a group of us monthly uh, with you know, meditators, helping to create those thought forms that help anchor the SDGs, recognizing that that is a blueprint for humanity that is manifesting and really capturing the hearts and minds of people everywhere. Okay, thank you very much for these thoughts. Let, let, I can tell a little bit about the, uh, the, the Perception Change Project, but before, uh, I totally agree that the narrative is very important. Uh, I would just like to insert a quote of the secretarial Doc Hammarskjöld, which he made in 1955, and you probably know it, but it is so true. He said, it has been said that the United Nations was not created in order to bring us to heaven, but in order to save us from hell. <laughs> now, that's a strong statement, but I think it is still absolutely true. The perception project here in Geneva came from the ground, off the ground by Michael Muller, who was the former director general here, because they made a poll of people here in Geneva. How did they see the UN? What, I mean, the UN is here and Geneva is a very inter international city. I think it's one of the biggest international oriented cities of the world who have all kinds of NGOs, of which we are one. Just uh, one piece of information, uh, the World Goodwill Geneva is organizing each year an event together with the World Goodwill Seminar at the UN. So we work there and we try to, to sound a spiritual note in that more political-oriented environment, which is accepted quite well. So that's our little part. But the poll came out that even people in Geneva, 
they don't know what the UN is doing. They simply don't know. And then the director general said, well, we have to change that. And he launched this project. And now you can see, well, at least two years ago, even at the airport, there were big billboards. What are the SDGs? What is the UN doing? Just to create awareness among ordinary people, because that is so necessary to change the perception. And this is going on. Uh, we have now a new director uh, here in Geneva, but she is continuing too in this project. And I, I think it is not only for Geneva, it's for the whole UN worldwide, so necessary that this project gets uh, stimulated. Yes. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for going a bit more in depth. And yes, very important uh, that it does. And of course, as, as we all know, from within the United Nations itself, uh, there is a move, there is a momentum for not just transition, but transformation. Yes. And we have yet to hear some of the, uh, the, the thoughts about the deeper thoughts about that and some of the specifics, but we know that that's happening. So our perspective uh, from civil society, the and those who I walk with in the peace building community and folks, for example, with uh, Unity Earth and World Unity Week, we, we are supporting that and offering the narrative of we the people and that the United Nations provides us right now uh, with the best that, that we are capable of in this moment in terms of coming together uh, and, and we need to have a voice. So thank you, World Goodwill, for what you're doing, being one of those voices and offering so many of us the opportunity to give voice as well. And also this meditation, like this, this webinar and so on, is a focus on a particular meditation that looks at goodwill as the most simple, basic human energy, that simple human will to connect, the, the intention and the will to connect with a measure of love that's such a characteristic of the human family, even though it's not, we don't give enough attention to it. And um, if you look at the SDGs and look at the narrative of how humanity is now beginning to be able to shape and craft this spirit of human goodness in local communities around a plan f f that will expand freedom, but that will take real serious sort of will to address the freedom from want, the, um, the freedom from fear, these fundamental issues that um, stand so close to us now in humanity. And so there's never been a plan like it. Um, really, talking of our plan. I mean, we, we obviously, from from the perspective of the Bailey teaching, <coughs> we we can see these uh, as as you as you were saying. Though it connects with how the plan um, is able to manifest at this particular time, and obviously there are there is always going to be compromises and. Uh, and things that are not ideal, but the SDGs are an expression, a deeply spiritual expression of humanity's best intentions. You know, it's it's basically where we're at right now and what, what the best that we can be 
and yeah. supporting them is well to use the conventional phrase it's a no-brainer <laughs> for, for, for <laughs> <laughs> and for other all, all you know the, the, the civil society yeah. Yeah. Well, we've heard you speak on this topic a number of times Dominic and you do it so beautifully I heard you at Sundial House uh, what was that a year or two ago, and it, yeah, wonderful as you spoke to to this very thing. And it, I have to say, I'm going to say this right to everyone who's listening. It's not enough for us to be speaking of these things. It's time to act, and to act on behalf of the common good, in a unified measure, like a, a world group of servers as as we were recognizing one another throughout the world now it's one of the things again that makes my heart sing about world unity week and the connective tissue and we're meeting our brothers and sisters it's not to organize something per se but it is to really serve as an active organism that has the capacity to speak to this. And Dominic, you do it so well with humor too. I love that. So, and to act. And so that I would encourage everyone, uh, take action in whatever area makes your heart sing. And if you haven't already tuned in to worldunityweek.org, please tune in uh, sometime for the remainder of this week. And there will be a major final celebration on the 28th. Thank you, Todd. Beautiful. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. So. Before we go into meditation, um, there may be some people who would like to make comments on what we've, we've heard. With this. I admit there's been a lot of very thoughtful contributions. Or at least I hope you agree with that. <laughs> um, and I, if anyone would like to say something or they would like to put something in the chat, then please do so. We'll give everyone a minute just to think about that, a minute of quiet reflection. And, and also, as I said, you can go into the participants and raise your hand if you'd like to speak. Um, I read it. There's a comment from Jennifer Valoria, which I really like. It says, I didn't know. Um, I love what you shared about the SDGs, Dominic. I didn't know it was a spiritual expression. I think that's a wonderful thing because it means to change what we, what is a spirit? What do we mean when we say a spiritual expression? Um, because mm -hmm. if a spiritual expression is simply in, in our community, in our family, in any area of life where we're starting to see higher values, the values of love, sharing, compassion, cooperation, find new expressions and manifestations. 
that is spiritual. That's what all of this is about. It's about the integration of the vertical arm, the, um, the higher levels of who we are as human beings with the way in which we express, it, express those things. And the whole of humanity is being spiritualized. And it's a way of looking at the world. I really loved that comment. Thank you. I just, I, I think it's, this is part of the work of World Goodwill to try and look, look at how spiritual principles work out in practical everyday terms. And I see that Jennifer's further commented that the her organization is focused on addressing many of the SDGs from social entrepreneurship and impact investing. Good for you, Jennifer, and good for your organization. Maybe you could share what the organization is in the chat, if you'd like. Um, and Matthew Martin says, goodwill is love in action, indeed. Oh, yes, Jennifer has, has shared. It's www.islaadventures.com. Thank you. Everyone's being very quiet today. <laughs> Perhaps like you, you're in a very, like me, you're in a very warm environment and you're feeling a little bit sleepy. But I think perhaps we should just move on to meditation then. And um, but also bear in mind, and we're going to put links up to this on the World Goodwill um, homepage later today. There will be another webinar um, which will be part of World Unity Week on Friday at 10 a.m. EDT. And so that's um, 3 p.m. Is that 3 p.m.? Yeah, 3 p.m. British summertime, 4 p.m. Central European time. So we'd be delighted if, if all of you would show up for that and we can have another meditation and another reflection. It'll be a slightly shorter meeting because we are, in fact, we have to do it for just one hour. But now we're going to move so, into... Uh, Dom, just a second. Uh, just so, yeah. Michael, could you put in the link, please, to the chat box um, for the Friday webinar? And, and and perhaps for the convergence circle that we're that we've been very kindly um, invited to do this through. Uh, yes, yeah, Steve, I'll have to get out of the PowerPoint to do that, but maybe I'll do it after the uh, meditation. Okay, when there's more time. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, if we just go to the meditation slide, and we'll start that, and I'll stop my video. Link up in thought with all those people throughout the world who are working with this Goodwill Meditation Group.
reflect upon the fact of relationship. You're related to your family. You're related to your community. Expanding outwards, you're related to your nation. And now we think about our relations to the world of nations. And we reflect upon our relationship, your relationships within the one humanity made up of all peoples and nations. We use a mantra of unification. The souls of all are one, and I am one with them. I seek to love, not hate. I seek to serve and not exact due service. I seek to heal, not hurt. Let pain bring due reward of light and love. Let the soul control the outer form and life and all events and bring to light the love that underlies the happenings of the time. Let vision come and insight 
let the future stand revealed. Let inner union demonstrate and outer cleavages be gone. Let love prevail. Let all people love. We reflect upon our relationship and humanity's relationship with all those beings who dwell in the higher realms of mind and heart. They have many names, the ancestors, the spiritual hierarchy of saints, the rishis, the bodhisattvas honored by all the world's faiths and spiritual groupings. Using the greater imagination, visualize yourself standing together within the center of the spiritual hierarchy, immersed in the consciousness of the heart of love. For some, this heart of love is known as the Christ while other faiths have other names for the one at the center, such as Maitreya, the Imamadi, and the Kalki Avatar.
maintaining that high point of contact. Let your thoughts reach out to include all members of the human family in whom the energy of goodwill is active. Hold within the lighted loving mind the affirmation in the center of all love I stand from that center I the soul will outward move from that center I the one who serves will work May the love of the divine self be shed abroad in my heart, through my group, and throughout the world. Visualize the energy of love flowing from the spiritual hierarchy through all people of goodwill into the hearts and minds of all, infusing them with goodwill and creating loving and harmonious human relationships. Meditate on ways of spreading goodwill, creating right human relationships and restoring peace on earth.
realize that you're helping to build a channel between the spiritual hierarchy and humanity through which the energy of goodwill may flow, uniting humanity, solving its problems and healing all differences and cleavages. linked in thought with people of goodwill all over the world. Say the great invocation. Say it with deliberation and full commitment to its meaning, knowing that you're radiating its potent energies to humanity. From the point of light, Within the mind of God, let light stream forth into human minds. Let light descend on earth. From the point of love within the heart of God, let love stream forth into the hearts of men. May the coming one return to earth. From the center where the will of God is known, let purpose guide all little human wills, the purpose which the masters know and serve. From the center which we call the human race, let the plan of love and light work out, and may it seal the door where evil dwells. Let light and love and power Restore the plan on earth.
Thank you everyone for your participation. And I see that Steve has put in the chat a link to the Friday webinar. Uh, So it remains for me and for Steve and for Florian only to thank you again and to hope that perhaps we may be able to see you on Friday if you can spare the time.